We are one, we are love, and we're all woven together. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Woven in Truth podcast. We are so excited you're spending some time with us today. I am Mallory, your host, and I also have Young Gore back in action. Woohoo! <laughs> Kelsey and me and Young uh, are super excited to be together, you know, reunited podcasting. It's been quite the potty, if you will. Um, but Young, we're, we're actually really pumped. Everybody loves your insights when you come on. So thanks for co-hosting with me today. I appreciate being here. Thanks for having me. As always, it's such a pleasure to be here. Yes. Do you want to intro our beautiful guest speaker today? Yes, I do. I'm so excited to have my very good friend Marina Deonda here. It's kind of wild because I haven't actually laid eyes on you, right. Marina, for right. what, since 2019? Yeah. Okay. It's so nice to see you in person. Oh my gosh, I know, in living color. In living color, <laughs> IRL. <laughs> Uh, you look glowy. You look beautiful. Oh, and like it. I said, I've known her for 15 years. She's actually married to a friend of mine that I've known for uh, over 20 years. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I'm just curious, uh, maybe catch us up and tell us about yourself since yeah. I haven't seen you for a while. I know. I know. It is really good to see you ladies and thank you so much for this opportunity um, to connect, to talk. I, first of all, I do want to say that I love this podcast and and during the past two years, while I was at home, it had gotten me through um, just some hard times. So thank you so much for doing this, for putting no. this out there for us women. Yes. I'm very grateful for you guys. So, um, yeah, I um, my name is Marina. Yes. That's my name. Um, <laughs> I have been married to my husband, Ruben, um, and me and Young joke about this, but they are literally the same person, like same personality. And But for the record, I'm cuter. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I really am, guys. Yeah. Young is easy on the eyes, they say, <laughs> as they say. Thank you. Um, well, he's a cutie, too. Mm -hmm. He <laughs> is. Like, he is a cutie. I mean, he is your husband. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he, okay, so we've been married for 17 years, which is about as long as I know, because we, we met when we first got married, right? Mm -hmm. um, we have four kids. Awesome. Yes, four, four kids. It's like my claim to fame. <laughs> And I love it. I've embraced it. So I, my oldest is will be 14 next month, and my baby girl is six years old. Your cuddler. My snuggle bunny. Ooh. I love, love her it. so much. She's just the best. They're all, they're all the best. Mm -hmm. eh, can't have a favorite. <laughs> no, they're all great. We love them all. I have three girls and one boy, and he's just all boy. But we're, yeah, we're a full house, and we actually just moved to a new house, which we're really excited about. Um, I've been in the ministry for doing ministry work for 17 years, did youth ministry for many years, and loved it. That was um, where God called me into the ministry was just working with youth and loved being with the girls and just, you know, seeing their hearts develop for this love for God and going through the ups and downs with them. And I just loved it. And, you know, we um, are now leading a church in Long Beach and um, just love living in Long Beach, raising our kids here. And it's just um, such a great diverse community. Yeah, that's cool. And I feel very blessed to um, be raising my kids here and 
Um, we have great neighbors and, um, and our church is just incredible. Like we yeah. just love our church. We feel so connected. We feel, um, like such a family with them, which has just been great these past two years is, you know, um, we've all just gone through so much. Uh, the church has just been, um, just a light for us, you know, in a place that we have felt safe and loved and, um, we have a family group that we love and um, just feel really connected to. And so, yeah. So That's that, awesome. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to hear you kind of unpack more. I know kind of our topic and what we're unpacking is the healing power of stillness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping you could fill us in kind of what, what started you on this journey? Yeah. Like yeah. what, what kind of happened to take you to this point you're at now yeah so I mean as you can imagine with four kids it's just craziness and busy and um you know our kids we have great kids um but they're kids you know so we have a lot of activities and we have a lot of things going on in our schedule and it's just busy you know we live in um just this fast-paced speedy life and there's always things that are going on um this past two years in particular have i i think just like everybody has been um challenging and hard and i mean there's definitely pros and cons right there's a lot of um blessings that came out of this global pandemic lockdown right like the slowing down and Um, you know, especially when you're all, you feel like you're always in a rush. It's just like slowing down. Um, but there just were some things that had happened in the past two years for Ruben and I both, um, in our family, you know, dealing with, um, mental health stuff and navigating that. And, um, as a mom, as a mom working through that with your child and just feeling completely helpless, is um very challenging mm-hmm. and um and then you know everything that's going on in the world and then um you're working with a group of people and they're all going through their stuff right and so there were like some situations that had happened in our ministry um that were just very overwhelming for us yeah. and it we got to the point um of feeling just this complete exhaustion, but just this burnout, like that burnout feeling where you just feel like I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't continue. Mm -hmm. I can't go on. And it, it just kind of brought me to this place where I was like, I just don't care anymore. And that was really hard because like, you're like, you're in a role where you kind of have to care. Right. Right. Totally. You're in a helping profession, you're in a helping profession, whether it's ministry or first mm-hmm. responders or mm-hmm. therapists. There's such a great need, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, apathy typically is is a sign of burnout. Not that right. you don't actually care, but you just care so much, yeah, and you're in so much pain that yeah. it's easier not to. Care. Well, you just have like that. Like I, it is so difficult for me to care. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just feels so hard to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, to think about somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think what had happened for me is I had just been like pouring out and giving and giving and giving. And, you know, you know, in your mind, like, right, that saying, like, you can't give what you don't have. We all know that. Right. Right. But like putting that into practice is like on a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. So it just had gotten to the point where I was like, I was giving and giving and giving, but I wasn't like filling myself up. Like I wasn't taking care of myself. And so we, um, 
you know, with all of these kind of things that were happening and hard situations, um, we um, took a sabbatical. We decided to take a sabbatical with the support of our church, with the support of our mentors and everybody that has been in our life loving us. Um, we uh, went on a two-month sabbatical. And so it, it was funny because initially – it was really hard to to Sabbath because we have four kids, right? So they're, and they're all at school at this time. So it was like, you know, craziness and um, just life happening. And it was fun because in the sense that we got, you know, we got to go to Universal Studios with the kids. Mm-hmm. We had movie nights mm-hmm. and we got to do a lot of really great, fun family activities together. But it was also like really exhausting, um, as any parent would know, right? So, right. um it really wasn't until the second month till they went back to school. And and this was like, you know, when the kids finally went back to school, right? Because they Amen. had been, you know, Zoom. We love our kids, but we're oh. happy they're back at oh, school. Oh, and, and they're happy. They are happy. Right. I mean, we I know, you know, every kid is different, but my kids definitely um, thrive when they're in a social environment with other kids their right. age and, you know. It's a whole nother story, but we won't go into that. Um, but so, so it wasn't until they went back to school and we decided to take this trip to Alaska to participate in a silence and solitude retreat that the Alaska church was um, hosting and a good friend of our Shane Angle was putting on. And it just ended up being like the perfect thing for us at that time because we again, like we just were exhausted. But I also think for me personally, like I, I was so closed off and boxed in and I was scared to let anybody in. And I also was scared to let God in because I was so tired that it just was, I didn't want to think, I didn't want to feel, I didn't want to deal with any of the emotion that I had been feeling up until that point. And so I went into this retreat just you know, not doing well spiritually and um, just not in a good place, like with my mental health too. Like Mm -hmm. just a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety. And, you know, I had sought treatment for it for many years. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like this was like something new, but it was something that just kind of came back. Mm -hmm. And so I was dealing with all of that at the same time, you know. I really appreciate you sharing that because I think – we are so unaware of the impact of COVID on our kids mm-hmm. and also on ourselves. So yeah. I really appreciate you sharing the, just how it impacted you again and recurring or emerging yeah. mental needs continue. Yeah. Well, you know, I honestly, to be honest, I used to be afraid to share that about myself. I think I, I really wanted to like keep it to myself because I didn't want that part of me to be you know, like public knowledge, right? Because in the ministry, we're sort of like thought of like as public figures, you know what I mean? But also at the same time, like I felt like I wanted to protect myself, Mm -hmm. but, but what the thing that had really helped me in my mental health was hearing other people talk about it and be vulnerable about it. And I really was like, you know what, this is something that, um, for whatever reason is who I am. It's part of who I am. And I want to be able to be vulnerable about myself in that area because I think that it, it has helped me when other people have been vulnerable. So, you know, if I can help somebody else by being vulnerable, here it is, you know, and, and 
we all go through it, right? Either we all personally go through it, we have somebody in our lives that deals with mental illness, right? Yeah, and I I think right now it's so important to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think it's timely that you're able to be vulnerable and share that because it's going to help so many Mm -hmm. people, especially women in helping professions. We want to be everything for everyone. right? But Mm -hmm. sometimes in the middle of that, we betray ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And we get to a point where we don't even like ourselves because of the damage we've caused. Right. And so thank you for just opening up. And I really believe it's going to help many, many people listening right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like I said, like it's, you know, had something that I'd been dealing with. And that's another thing to realize too, is that, you know, there's going to be times in your life and seasons in your life where you have like really a good handle on it and you're like in therapy and you're doing really well. And then other times where it's just like, you can't even like get out of bed, right? Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's so hard. And so, and, and my heart goes out to these kids that were, you know, it, you know, had to be stuck at home and then for them to have to like get on a zoom call, it's like climbing a mountain for them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it's like what's expected. So anyway, so I, so that's kind of where I was going into this retreat. I was just, I was down and, um, and then, you know, I, had not developed a good practice of just the whole idea and thought of being still. Mm-hmm. My mind was racing. My thoughts were like all over the place. And um, even in, like in my times with God in the morning, like I just could not still myself, mm-hmm. you know? And so I got to the point where I was just like, I'm just not gonna, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm, I just stopped trying really what it came down to. I just stopped trying. So, I feel like I, and I say this, I feel like I found God in Alaska and I felt found myself in Alaska and what Alaska provided, what that retreat provided was the stillness and the silence to be able to find myself, to be able to find my relationship with God again. And so it wasn't in like a book that I read. It wasn't in, it wasn't even like a scripture that I read. Cause at that point, like I was, you know, I could read a scripture, but it just wasn't like making that impact in my heart. Like I just, I couldn't, I couldn't absorb it, you know? Um, but it, but in the stillness and the silence, that's where the Holy Spirit worked. That's where the Holy Spirit, like I'd been shutting the spirit out. Like, nope, nope, nope. You're not allowed in. But in that stillness and silence, God used his spirit to come in and fill me back up again. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah. So, the, you know, there were times in the day where I would just go on a walk. And yeah. um, it wasn't a prayer walk because I wasn't, I wasn't praying. I just was walking, mm-hmm. hearing the leaves fall from the tree, hearing the water in the stream. Mm-hmm. Um hearing my own heartbeat, you know, because when you're, you're still and you're silent, you hear yourself, you hear your, you hear your breath, your own breath, you hear your heartbeat. And, um, that wasn't a practice that I did ever. I mean, I'd done it before, but like I hadn't been good at it. Yeah. It sounded like the retreat provided you with a space. Yeah. It carved out a space where you could be mindful of just your own body yeah. and breath and humanity yeah can you tell us a little bit more about that process of stillness yeah yeah because I mean it is it is a practice and um it's not you know as easy as like let me just go for a walk and I'll feel better afterwards like it really isn't um it's 
it's practicing that those times where you're intentional about not having your phone, not even having your Apple watch on and it's just you mm-hmm. and you're just being able to connect with, like I said, your breath, your heartbeat. And it is one of the hardest things to do to silence your mind. And I don't know, I don't know if I can fully, fully silence my mind. There's always things that are like hitting me and coming and running through my brain. But I would say the practice of it is very healing and very restorative. And and when you're intentional about it, um, you're allowing the spirit to come in and put on your heart, like whatever it's going to put on your heart, you know, like there, there were some times where, um, I just was finally able to say like, God, I'm angry with you. Mm-hmm. And I always hated saying that. I always hated like that thought, like, I don't ever want to be angry with God because yeah. he has been so, so good to me. Right. He like, look at my husband, look at my children, like, look at all the blessings. Like, how can I ever say like, God, I'm mad at you. But I was like, that was like a true feeling that I had. And I was able to, in that time be like, actually I am angry with you, God. I'm upset. And I feel, I feel like you abandoned me. Mm. And I feel like I prayed for something to turn out a certain way and you didn't come through on it. Like, what's up with that? Mm -hmm. Bye, you know? And just that was like super healing because when I finally acknowledged that, that I felt like the spirit was like, like it was almost like the spirit and I were having a party. Like <laughs> you did it, girlfriend. That was your wall. Yeah, yeah. And it was yeah, very, very. That was the block or something. That yeah. was the block, right? And so you know, after that, just the you know the days after that, like just being able to sit. There's this mountain there, Mount Denali, and it's just this most beautiful mountain and one of the tallest points, right, in like North America. And you couldn't always see it at the place that we were. It was like very cloudy and. Um, but if you sat there long enough and you just looked at the same point, the clouds roll by and there's like a break in the clouds and you see it. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of the scripture in first um, Peter chapter one, verse eight. It says, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking about that scripture as I was like sitting there looking at the, and, and thinking about God and thinking about Jesus and thinking about my relationship with him and feeling like I, I felt like I had not seen God in a long time wow. and it was like cloudy, but practicing that stillness and silent and just, you know, sitting, just sitting, just sitting it seems so simple, right? But it's just something yeah. that we don't we don't do enough of is just sitting in the silence, like not being in a hurry to get on our phone, return a text, mm-hmm. an email, turning something on. Even like having the the idea of like when you get in the car, you put the music on, right? But do we ever just like sit in silence and just let there be silence? So just right. that practice. I think there's like comfort in stimulus because it's like yeah. we're avoiding something. Right. 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 And you're right. I mean, I was like checking in 
to our hotel yesterday and there's like 12 of us in line mm-hmm. and it it's weird if you're not on your phone like right. you feel like a psychopath right. if you're not on your phone right. <laughs> you're just standing right there staring you're filling up your time right <laughs> yeah 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 but there's i i don't underestimate the amount of weariness that that does to our souls that constant stimulation that, yeah that constant, there's something we're avoiding, right? right? And it's so cool that you were willing, cause that, I feel like that, that is faith a little bit when you're talking about the clouds. Mm-hmm. Faith, there's a big piece of that where it's just like following signposts into a fog. Mm. There's like a quote, I don't remember who it was. Mm. I stole that, I'm sorry. But like, I think, <laughs> yeah. but at some point we you have to sit long enough with that. Right. You don't have to, but if you don't, what, what disservice are you doing to your soul? Yeah. So in all that, like what are some of the, lessons because obviously you can't just live there now mm-hmm. on mount denali right oh my gosh <laughs> how I many wish. of the prophets are like i feel like all these major spiritual things happened at mountains which makes me want to go to the mountains yeah, but yeah you can't like how, how do you take that and those lessons and apply them now to kind of like yeah quote unquote your real life right. you know these other people that feel weary burdened like yeah. what what are some of the things you would want to share with them and their weary souls right that was the hardest part coming back i mean we missed our kids but I, we, we talk about this all the time like take us back take us back to alaska because it it, it it was like a you know once in a lifetime well hopefully not once in a lifetime but just you know that mountaintop experience right but it's it is just it is simple little things that you are intentional about in your daily life that you practice. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, it's, we drop the kids off at school and I try not to start anything like have any appointments, phone calls, texts until I've been able to sit still and have my coffee and connect with God, but connect with God in, in a way of where it's like meditative, right? Like I'm sitting and I, I'll read a scripture, but it's it's one scripture, mm-hmm. and and I'll take that and I'll read it for like the whole week, and I won't move on until I really felt like I've like absorbed it, right? Wow. And so it'll it'll be the same psalm like every day, but I'm just sitting with it. I'm not really praying. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking about it. Um, it's intent. It's taking intentional thoughts about God, like just you know. What it, like if you read something, some you know something encouraging somewhere, when you're in line, you know at a grocery store, or you're waiting to pick up your kids, to be intentional not picking up your phone, but like let me just think about this one thing that I learned, one thing that touched my heart, you know, one aspect of God that I love so much, and just sitting with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, but just being okay with being still inside, like, even if it's just, even if you got 10 minutes, even if it's just 10 minutes, just being okay with being silent, mm-hmm. you know? So it's little things like that, you know, being in the car and turning off the radio. I don't really listen to music in the car anymore. Um, it just provides like that extra space of, of being still and being silent. What would you say to women who find that very intimidating? Like to be mm-hmm. lost in your own thoughts, to yeah. be silent. Usually, I know for me, like I'll busy myself because there's some pain I don't want to deal with. Yeah. So then I'll listen to music. I'll find. I'll call someone. I'll do something to be productive, right. because obviously I, I know I'm avoiding something. Right. So what would you say to someone that's a little intimidated to be kind of silent in their own thoughts with God? Well, I mean, I think there's two things that come to mind. I think 
that's a very real thing and I was definitely there and but when you're hiding from something like you're going to keep running from it but it will eventually catch up to you right like it'll and it'll come out in different ways and so for me and this is both for Ruben and I he'll say this too like like that that stuff that we were avoiding it was coming out like in our relationship like in our marriage it was coming out in the way that we treated and talked to our kids and so it's gonna come out in some way so like in some unhealthy way is what I'm hearing absolutely in some unhealthy way and so I mean that's one way to do it but but how long can you sustain that right how long is that gonna keep going until some like the lid's gonna blow off you know so I I do think I think you're right it is intimidating but I do think you have to make an intentional like decision like yeah but I don't want it to get to that or if it's already get, gotten to that, like, I don't want that to happen again. I don't want to go back. And that's the way I feel right now. I don't want to go back to the place I was where I was too exhausted to care about people. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's an intentional decision that you have to make. Mm-hmm. And, and also just, like I said, like it is, it can be the hardest thing to clear your mind and distill yourself, but it is like, you take 10 minutes a day mm-hmm. and work and work yourself into a routine mm-hmm. just 10 minutes like sometimes sometimes i just i get on i get an app on my phone a meditation app and i just play like a like a white noise like a, like the ocean or like a calming piano and that has really helped me get into that mode of being still inside cuz sometimes it's just you shut everything off and you're just like Okay, this yeah, is like, what do I do? like you feel like you're like in a dark room and like you're suffocating, right? It can't yeah. feel that way. Yeah. But just taking these little things to help prompt that is very helpful. Well, and I think what a beautiful spiritual practice. Like I think about Jesus and his constant communion with God. It wasn't always mm-hmm. this, I don't know, like we get these expectations in our head of what that should look mm-hmm, like right. and what a life of service should look like. And right. But I think for some of us, if that narrative is not really in line with what God wants for us, we can actually just get to these places of depletion. Like, yeah. and you just feel like I have nothing left. Yeah. And how yeah. how is this sustainable? And how is this actually honoring? Like, is this really what God wants for me? Right. And right. what Jesus paved a way for me to have. It makes me think of my daughter the other day. Because growing up, I always thought prayer was like filled, right? Like prayer is me just like, talking to God, I have a list, I'm going through it. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. but then I feel like my eyes are finally open to this different way of even spending time with God yeah. in stillness. Yeah. Cause I feel like, how do you hear a gentle whisper if there's constant noise, okay. if you fill every mm-hmm. void? Right. So Ellie was praying the other day, it's my four-year-old. She had her eyes closed and I said, what are you doing? She said, I, I go, are you praying? Cause she had her little hands clasped with a, a little leaf in between them, which I thought was hilarious. Oh my God. And I said, what are you doing? Are you praying? She goes, yes. But she, I felt like I was interrupting her and I go, well, what are you praying about? Like, I was curious, like, are you praying for something? She said, no, me and God are just hanging out. And I was like, how beautiful, how beautiful of a posture yeah. that we are invited to, but I yeah. feel like I'm always filling yeah. voids. And that's why Jesus like loves the little people, right? Yes. Like that they're like his favorite people is yes. the, the little ones, right? Cause they have those types of hearts. Like I'm just hanging out with Jesus, you know? Mm-hmm. And you think about like the practices of like the monks and these like mm-hmm. silent monasteries that people live in their whole lives. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And, um, 
And I do believe that God does in his Bible, like give us so many examples of practicing silence and stillness and solitude. And that there's, there's so much power in that because he's in that he is in that stillness and that silence. And we don't need to have like this, like, Oh, I've got to like pray about like everything that I'm thankful for. I have to pray through, you know, everybody by name in my ministry. Like those are all good things. Right. But there's also like this need and how we were created Mm -hmm. to just hang out with God and be still and silent. And how revealing of like how much it isn't really about us and what Mm. we're, you know what I mean? Like, like cultivating, it's like allowing, just creating space and then trusting that God will basically impact our hearts the way he desires to, as opposed to feeling, I, I mean, this is totally the story of my life, filling the voids. Like yeah. when I leave interactions with people, I'm like, Mallory, can you not just be quiet for like two <laughs> seconds? Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. but it speaks yeah. to such a deeper issue of the heart. What are some of the, I know you said you, you'll you pray over like a Psalm or a scripture and mm-hmm. meditate on it all week, mm-hmm. which I love that idea. I'm gonna totally try that. Cause mm-hmm. I'm usually yeah. like onto the next one kind of vibes. Yeah, yeah. Are there any specific ones you'd like to share with us and our listeners? I love Psalm 62. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you asked that I love Psalm 62 and in verse one, it says, truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. And, you know, I, I, what I love about the Psalms is, um, especially the ones that David wrote and you know, like if you, if you've read, you know, like the old Testament, you know, all the things that David has gone through and all the things he did and all the Mm -hmm. things that he got, went through because of what he did. Right. Um, and you hear, you hear his heart and his soul being cried out and poured out into these Psalms. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much connection with that because there are all these human emotions that we all feel. We all feel that despair. We've all done things and made mistakes and hurt people and have been hurt as well. And so it's just, it's just like this, like brokenness that we can all relate to. Right. And so you see him like battling in his relationship with God, but you just, you hear that rest and silence and solitude that he has felt with God as he's pouring himself out. You know, in verse seven, it says my salvation, my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge, you know, that idea of God being our refuge and which is, you know, in the same vein of silence and solitude, like you literally can get that just by going to God. Right. It's amazing. I love that uh, Psalm. Thanks so much for sharing it. I think I was looking up the message version too, as we were going through it mm-hmm. and it, uh, the message version says he's solid rock under my feet, mm-hmm. breathing room for my soul. Wow. Mm-hmm. Isn't that beautiful? Like breathing that. room, breathing. like we can, our souls can yeah. breathe. Right. Wow. That's amazing. That's what we're invited to. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier um, that before you went to the retreat, you had a hard time connecting with yourself and with God. Mm. How has that been since the retreat? Tell us a little bit more of what it's meant to connect with yourself again and connect yeah. with God. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, we can get lost in our roles. We get lost in our roles. And yeah. um, I think I got lost in my role as... Um, minister and helping other people and you know it's it's a good awesome role but I I lost sense of who I was what I wanted um what I felt um because it's just like got into this practice of like 
pushing that away because it's not about you. It's about everybody else, right? And then also as a mom, you know, I have four beautiful, awesome kids that are growing up and they need me. And I, I do it. When you think about your time with kids, I think about it like in summers, like with my 14 year old, I, I have like four more good summers with her. Yes. And so I think about it in that way because it brings me, it just kind of like gives me that reality check. Like I have just this small amount of time with them and they're going to be like launched out, you know? So, but I lost myself in that as well. And so one of the things that had, has helped me along with that retreat and finding myself has also been my like exercising physical mm-hmm. activity. And so, you know, with the mental health, I was told early on by a therapist, like, look, you can, you can take medication and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, which I, you know, like appreciate and love. But she said, you can also work out and exercise and, you know, just be sensible about the things that you're putting into your body as well. And that is going to be just, you know, a game changer for you as well. And so that has been something that, um, you know, early on in the pandemic, I was like, you know, give me those Girl Scout cookies, give me that, you know, glass of wine at night. I was definitely like indulging in all that stuff. But it got to a certain point where I was feeling it, like I was feeling the heaviness of it. And so, um, but the exercise, what is done for me is it also provided that space where I can just go and do something for myself. I can go for a run for myself. And it also just provides a space of being still and silent and, or going to a yoga class and mm-hmm. um, just being able to, you know, it's funny, like you go to a yoga class and, um, you, you think about these things as exercise and workout and something that you have to physically do. But what is provided for me is just a space to be able to, you know, like breathe in and just be able to breathe out, Yeah, you know, which is just so healing and, um, so life giving, you know, so. Well, it's so weird to me when I'm in different settings, whether it be like a class like that, or even just, I don't know, some sort of class where, the whoever's facilitating it will be like, okay, unclench your jaw. And I'm like, I didn't even realize it was mm-hmm. clenched. Mm-hmm. Okay, low, you know, like yeah. rest your shoulders. Oh, I didn't even know. And I probably had that posture the entire day, the entire right. week, whatever. Right. Like, But it's cool when we create these spaces, I, I don't underestimate either how much God works in those to just bring us closer to him and also remind us of who we are yeah. and who he is. Yeah, Like yeah. when we do, we, we maybe get out of our lanes a little bit and yeah. into his or yeah. yeah and he's like no no no, I got you <laughs> yeah yeah well you're literally like stopping yourself you know yeah. like you're on like the speeding train right or treadmill or whatever analogy you want to give it in life but you're literally stopping yourself and I mean just do like just look at your hands look at your hands looking at my hands right I have witch hands what what is, what does <laughs> no, that even don't. mean <laughs> what you have beautiful hands. What are I, you talking about? I spilled coffee on them today, and Kelsey was like, are you okay? I was like, I didn't even feel it. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what is going on there? Okay, we okay. okay. that's like another podcast. Like, let's investigate that, though. I want to know why you don't feel hot stuff on your hands. <laughs> okay. 
okay. All right. But no, but seriously, like, like I love being able to worship God and like sing a song. And I love opening my hands and praising God because I do think a lot of times we are so clenched. Yep. We're just white knuckling it. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. And so just release, release those hands. Interesting. I wonder if you guys are listening, if you like, maybe do like a little check in with your bodies right now. Yeah. Right. Or wow. jazz hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> or jazz. These are jazz hands. It's breathing room for our souls. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. It's breathing room. Exactly. Beautiful. I love how you put that. Breathing room for our souls. Well, I was, you know, Eugene Peterson message version. Oh, okay. <laughs> thank you, Eugene. That's his name, right? <laughs> I don't even know who that is, but thank you, Eugene. So how, how, how do you think this has impacted your family life? Good question. Because there's still chaos. That is a good question. There's still chaos. I you know. Can, some yeah. of us have time to do yoga. Some of breathe us in, don't. Breathe out. Yeah, some of us have um, the opportunity to go to Alaska, which yeah. I have. And I, I mean, I hope I don't sound like obnoxious. Like, I am no. to Alaska and I do yoga <laughs> and I like no, run on I, the beach. You no, know? I've done all of that. I've been to Alaska. It's beautiful. But yeah. I'm just wondering for some of us that aren't able to do that yeah. and, and have a family. Yeah. How do you think that's impacted the family now that you are into this practice of silence and being okay in the stillness and taking small moments to breathe in God, breathe out God, meditate a little bit. How do you think that's impacted your What well, slowed us down for sure. And we definitely practice the Sabbath where we go from Friday night to Saturday night and we turn off the phones. We don't check our email or our text unless like we need to get a hold of family or something like that. Like it's an emergency. Um, and we, um, we do think we do this thing called Sabbath delight and we get something that like we all enjoy to eat like mm -hmm. i will say we get mcdonald's fries i you guys might be judging me right now but not I, one bit um, I, love I, I have the app on my phone <laughs> okay so do i and it's incredible because you can get you can get like a bundle for like five dollars off so i don't know what a bundle is but you need it in your life. So everybody okay. out there judging about McDonald's, you can shut your faces because my kids love McDonald's fries and slushies and it brings us so much joy. So whatever works Sabbath for you, delight. Sabbath delight, whatever works for you. And so, um, so we, we come together, we have the Sabbath delight. My husband reads us a scripture and says a prayer. And it's not like, it's not always like this, like amazing blissful. Like sometimes my kids are like, Oh my gosh, can we just eat our fries and go, you know? Um, but it, but it is just, again like a practice that we do and then we go about our evening whether it's like we watch a family movie my girls have activities friday night that they go to with the church um or saturday we have baseball we have dance but we're doing it as a family and we're like there we're present for it does that make sense yes so i i would say to answer your question i think that has impacted our family for the better and i you know hope that when you know, they're older that they'll remember these times is like, you know, we had mommy and daddy and that was our time. And we had our Sabbath delight and that they enjoyed all of those things because the rest of the week can be super chaotic. You know, you're just go, 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 but that they will remember, you know, this was, this is what we did as a family and that it was something that um, they enjoyed and, you know, hopefully they can implement with their family. So 
I love that. And it, it does, it's interesting though, because I feel like it feels semi-countercultural, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. even church culture mm-hmm. to be like, oh, you actually, it, it's, you aren't what you do and mm-hmm. you aren't worth more if you work more right. and work harder. Right. But I feel like you actually do your roles better if this is your posture, right? right. Like yeah. you can live these roles well yeah. without betraying yourself mm-hmm. and yeah. still bringing glory to God in a way that's very authentic, but not, to the detriment of our own souls, right? right? You can actually like engage with people. I mean, first of all, you're engaging with, you're engaging with God, you're engaging with yourself, you're engaging with your family. But then, you know, when you when you are with other people, you can actually like look them in the eye and and listen to them. I don't know mm-hmm. how many times I've heard people say like, I'm so grateful like when, I ta- when I'm talking to you that you're looking at me mm-hmm. and that I feel like you're listening to me and that you hear me mm-hmm. so many times. Cause I, I do think, I, you know, and I've been guilty of that, like, okay, you're talking to me. I'm like thinking about, okay, like, what am I doing next? Like, what do I have to do, you know, later on today? Like, you know, you're all, your mind is constantly, constantly going, but I think that this helps you just be an engaging person and be, you know, present. Well, that's what I was going to say from Mm -hmm. um, this time with you. It's been so special, Mm -hmm. but what I've noticed is that the power of the healing power of stillness Mm -hmm. and of silence is that we're able to be present, living life, present which is such a gift to our kids it's a gift to the people around and a gift to ourselves right and so i think that's what i'm gonna really walk away with just just be more mindful and more present with people yeah and i feel like because we're present and not bogged down by the 50 things on our to-do list Mm -hmm. we can actually have some joy in our life yeah do you feel like you're more joyful because of these practices absolutely 100 percent. and and it's you know, joy in different things, right? Like it's joy in something as simple as my Nespresso coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, my daughter just is just so snuggly and loving and something as simple as her, like holding her hands. And she told my husband the other day when he picked her up, um, she's like, dad, I want to hold your hand forever. So and sweet. it's just, you know, but just being able to like, like hear that. And take that in and absorb it and not like, okay, yeah, that's cool, kid, but we got to go, you know, like get in the car, like, <laughs> vamos, you know, uh, kid number vamos. four, please right. get in the car. Right. What's your name? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. But it, and, and, and things like that. Yeah. Being mm-hmm. able to find joy and happiness in the I love small. That. Yeah. And isn't that why Jesus came, you know, to bring life, life to the full, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that is mm-hmm. a piece of it and mm-hmm. all the good, bad, you know, messy. It's like to be present and engaged in this yeah. very beautiful, short life, you right. know, this side of eternity, right? just to steward that well. That's what I see in you and that's what I hear in you. And I so appreciate you sharing these insights and lessons learned, you know? if people are listening, then maybe they're not at that point of depletion. Right. Like what can we cultivate? Yeah. And what is maybe the spirit trying to, trying to point us, yeah. you know, towards. Yeah. And are we, are we listening? Well, totally. <laughs> that's, that's, I think what it comes down to. Totally. So before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd want to like leave our listeners with? I think just the thought and idea, if you feel like it's too hard it's too challenging to get up out of bed or it's, you know, so hard to think about all these things that you have to do. Just stop right there. Mm -hmm. 
and just be still mm-hmm. and sit in that for a little bit okay. and not feel bad about it. Don't shame yourself mm-hmm. and take it. I mean, I know it's like really cliche to say, but like really take it one step at a time because yeah. that's all we can do. We, o- we only have control over ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't have control over anything else. Right. So just taking that day by day and step by step, and not feeling shame, not feeling, you know, that discouragement or, you know, whatever negative feeling can come in when we feel like we're not enough. Because we already, we know that we're enough because God, you know, he came and brought his son to us and mm-hmm. his son died for the forgiveness of our sins. So we're enough, you know, right. like we know that we're, we're enough. But it doesn't always feel that way, right? But right. just not be- at all, yeah. Right. So just being able to be in those moments and, and just sit there. I love that. Still stillness. Well, I once heard that emotions, um, like riding emotions, like riding a wave, there's a starting point, a high point, and then an end point. Mm, And so for those who are afraid to sit in the uncomfortable feelings, Mm -hmm. I want to encourage us to do that. uh, Because these little small practices, like what Marina has shared, I think we'll be very life-giving because yeah. it's a daily thing we can do. Read the scriptures, meditate on it, be still, look at the clouds passing. Mm. I loved when you said, uh, just listen to your own heartbeat. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. These little things ride that wave of emotion. There's a start point, there's an end point, and then yeah. peace will come. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, there is such a peace in knowing like the rhythm of your own heartbeat. There's such a peace in knowing your own breath, like mm-hmm. hearing yourself breathe in. There's such a piece in that. Mm-hmm. So being able to take the time to to know that about yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then see all of these things and all of these phenomenons as gifts, which mm-hmm. is what they are, right? Mm-hmm. In this life as a whole. Yeah. Um, well, Marina, thank you so much mm-hmm. for your time. Yeah, and yeah. that was a great discussion. Yeah. And everybody who listened, we hope this ministered to you in a really uh, meaningful way today. Mm-hmm. Thanks for your time on yeah, the podcast. We'll catch you next time. We are one.